Welcome to the Doghouse, brought to you by Moto America, the official AMA racing series for the US of A, led by 190 plus mile per hour superbikes, coming to you from hmm, the NTN Radio Studio and Ken's Mobile Vaccine Lab. Yeah. Do you got the COVID vaccines? I do. You know, there's actually good money in selling snake oil. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's selling vaccines for anything and everything that gets in yeah. the oh, It's probably yeah, CBD oh. oil or whatever it is. I, I got it covered, let me tell you. I got it covered. And you don't know how hard it is to squeeze the oil out of them snakes. Yeah, no, I, I know. I, I never You mind. just run them over with a truck and it comes right out. <laughs> yeah, you, you waste so much that way. Spoken like a true West Virginia. <laughs> you just run yeah. them snakes over with the dang old truck and dang old whoo. Uh, I'm probably the only one in this room who's actually eaten a snake. No, you're not. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, but you probably ate it at a restaurant. So that means 100% wait, man, wait, of the wait. people. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me get this right. So you're saying that you're the only person in the studio who has eaten a snake. Can you I, be more precise? I ate a rattlesnake. Rattle, probably had rattles, a I had rattlesnake and <laughs> black snake. <laughs> uh, you need to cut that out. I will cut that yeah. out. Probably, yeah. I'll beef yeah. it out. Okay. You're worthless. I could give you something else to beef out if you want. You're worthless. No, I, I don't like beefing out. <laughs> I don't like uh, Speaking of motorcycle racing, there were some races this weekend. There's a lot of races this weekend. Let me get rid of them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Were we speaking of motorcycle racing? No, we need we to. Warren wants to because now he's uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sure he is. <laughs> Poor I'm sure he is. We torture yeah. Warren so bad. Yeah, I don't well, care. If I yeah, really, no. if it really bothered me, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did Warren get any picks in this weekend? I'm curious. No, no. I was so Warren was busy this weekend. <laughs> Warren boycotted the pool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I pretended I was just not willing to play with you guys anymore because you're mean. <laughs> you could have just put your picks in like on Thursday. You, you know, know, he hasn't figured that out, that he could just put, like, <laughs> some random picks in. He could, like, be, tell me today, like, give me a uh, quarter hour on so-and-so. So at least he had something if he missed it. Yeah. yeah. That's a Colorado and Bassadini. You heard it here first. <sighs> Colorado and Bassadini? Yes, those two. I'm not even sure there's two people named uh, that. I but. think he's got a better chance of scoring points with that one, Phil. Yeah, Bassadini does sound like a good one. <laughs> Uh, wow. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I would be the sole winner of the pool if you had to go by actual correct spelling. Right? Like, if, <laughs> if you could have to spell the name first, you're done in this pool. Because uh, yeah. most of us don't know how to spell any of these names. Um, all right, but before we get into that, do we want to talk about Dirty Jersey? Or that's at least what Greg White calls it. We we, we can we could talk about that and, and uh, you know, because I actually have some MotoGP news that I'm really excited about, but go ahead. Well, let's. Uh, why don't we do Moto America, yep. and then we'll do our commercial breaks, and then we'll do MotoGP. Yeah, uh, for okay. me, that's cool. That's cool. Who's the who was the big winner in Moto America this weekend? Uh, big winner in Moto yep. America. I mean, besides Cam Boubier breaking all the record, breaking a record mm-hmm. and winning and mm-hmm. locking up the championships. Nope. No, no, that's uh, easy. I would that would be too SDK easy. winning. I would say SDK. You're both wrong. Okay. The steaming burrito. Winner, the big winner this week was the steaming burrito because he got a one and a three, and 
and uh, SDK got a three and a one, made no progress on the points, and he's running out of time with a thirty point lead. Yeah, that's, Ooh, that's, that's true. right. He is definitely. I mean, both both races are pretty much over. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, Escalante. <laughs> wait a minute. One's definitely over. One's pretty yeah, much seventy nine points for Boubier. This, yeah. It, if he DNF the rest of the races, it'd still be close. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. It, it, he'd still win by four points. <laughs> but that's well, uh, close. <laughs> four no, points is close. He has no. There's what three, three races, races in left. Indy. There's three races in Indy. So that's seventy five points. Nine races all. Three races in Laguna Seca and two in Barber. So there's. No, that's a good point. So there's. I mean, point. there is. I, I, there is no, room. No, it's, there, uh, that, that's that, that's that's a good point. Yes, if he goes to the wrong venue, they have a chance. Right, like if he shows up at like an Astro race, it's <laughs> yeah. like, man, where's all the people that I normally run with? They must be far back. Who are these guys? I, yeah, I think that's the only. Um, way. But yeah, but, I mean, that realistically, it's not completely over, other than the math- fact that it's, it's over. It's, yeah, I was gonna say it's not mathematically over. It's but it's just over. Practically over. You know, Yogi Berra said it ain't over till it's over, but it's, it's pretty much, pretty much yeah. over. I mean, I ain't yeah. seen no fat ladies out on the track either. <laughs> well, you weren't looking good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, oh, please send your hate you mail to Warren. You got to beep that one out, too. No, I'm not going to beep that out. Uh, we Every time you open your mouth, we lose two more listeners. That's actually true. Um, yeah, so let's start with the, let's start with the um, Super Sport. I thought both races were pretty good. I mean, uh, oh, the, I, I, the I, second I, one I, I thought was really good. I was going to say, that, the uh, first one was okay. Too. The second one was awesome. Yeah, the, I mean. For second the, place. In, in, in the first race, the best racing was taking place from fourth to, through sixth. Yeah. In the second race, there was good racing in, 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 in fourth through sixth as well. But, man, did they rough up Richie Escalante in the second race. They still couldn't keep him off the podium, which is not a good sign for... The, the other two guys for Posh and for SDK. I mean, they. I mean, first of all, they took him out. The they took him out of the last stop. Right, he was completely taken out. He was taken yeah. out of the race completely, which is probably the only thing that works, right? Yeah, but that and wasn't then, that wasn't any of his title contenders that took him out. Right? No, it that, wasn't, that was a random it, guy. That was a yeah. random random guy. I'm sure who had a twenty spot slip, slip in his pocket before the race. But <laughs> you know, look, you're back game fast, anyways. I'll give you a mine on my backups. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, on, in the second race, we should just mention, in the first race, he got to the lead and it was pretty much over yeah, with. And yeah. I think he he did a Cambubier after that in race one. Uh, and SDK was having serious problems in race one. Um, so he, he he didn't, it, I guess Brandon Posh had a, had a great weekend, two seconds, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, in race two, it was there was great racing. I think it was some of the best racing I've seen in a long time. But in order to get that, they basically had to beat up on Richie Escalante, and apparently that's what it takes, right? Yeah, I mean that's what I, it takes. Well, att- you know, Rubin is racing. Rubin's racing, but also they attacked him when mm-hmm. he got past him. They dove mm-hmm. in on him. They did what it took. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm kind of curious. I expected to see them make an announcement about maybe a uh, that incident's under investigation kind of thing. With Pasha's pass on the last lap, yeah, that was, that was, was awful yeah, tight. I mean, I, or he, he, that got, was. he got stood up on four occasions. I counted. So, yeah, um, yeah, they were pre- they were pushing. He was trying to defend, 
But even when there wasn't enough room, yeah, it was a little aggra- – there was a lot of aggressive there stuff was a, going on. They, they passed him aggressively. Yeah, I, they, I don't they, necessarily they, have a problem with it, but I'm not a race steward. Right? That's, that's, no, uh, I, I would let no, a lot more go than the yeah, average. And, 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 and I, think they, I think they are, and to some extent, that's fine until somebody gets hurt. And then they're going to get a lot of bad PR from it. But it was very aggressive racing, and I think – that's the only thing that, that causes him issues, right? Whenever that happens and, and people are aggressive with him, that seems to put him kind of out of his rhythm a bit, right? It seems to be. And, yeah. and, and I think that's it. But, hey, you know, he, he basically didn't. The only person that, 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 you know, really had made an impression at all, and he's too far back to make a difference, would have been Brendan Posh. John Dylan Kelly basically just, you know, swapped race positions and so he didn't make any points up and that's that really hurts and richie escalani ain't getting any slower as you could see from race one yeah so Uh, you know it's that was great but that that second race was great i think that these three racers if they stay in america you know none of them get picked up to go overseas these three guys will be racing against each other for a long time to come yeah, and there's some other guys that look really, really good. Olmedo looked really, really good. You know, when he uh, got up w- with the top group, he he did look good, and then he was able to. Yeah. I was really impressed with him because he was able to reel them back in, even though they yeah. weren't, even though they weren't um, setting like record hot, you know, record fast uh, laps, mm-hmm. and they were racing each other a little bit. But he was able to reel them in where other guys couldn't, and I yeah. I, I, I I thought that was a good race for him, just a confidence builder. You know yeah, I, mean? I actually I actually think like the top eight positions were all very very competitive, and and really what sort of set it apart was that the 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 top three guys are consistently getting good if not great starts. I mean, Richie Escalante hasn't had the best starts, but he usually gets to the lead pretty quick. Um, he didn't get that opportunity in in either of these races. He had to work to it in the first race. In the second race, they just never would let him in. Right? Right. They just kept they just kept cutting him off. But the pace that the top eight or ten had was pretty impressive. I think certainly in race two. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's this has always you know been my feeling. Right? The best racing is you know in the super sport class. And it, it, it has been. It is. 100%. I mean, it is good. Yeah, it's but, by far. Last this past race, that last race, the second super sport race, reminded me of the old days of Daytona Sport Bike, where yeah, there was just exactly. a group of guys, Westby, Fong, and a whole bunch mm-hmm. of guys there that were so evenly matched on so evenly matched bikes that it was yep. just exciting to watch. And I and I enjoy watching that on any level, right? I don't mm-hmm. care the size of the bike if I'm watching that kind of racing. This is why Moto America had the best racing in the world last year. Yeah, right. And super, but it was that way in super bikes last year. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I agree. They, I can't argue anything you said. It definitely is Escalante's championship to lose. And it's definitely, but there's definitely guys that are talented there. He's just, defi- he's just having a great yeah. season. He's, he's having finishing a great races. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think it's a combination of, uh, of, you know, I hate to use the old Kenism that I use all the time. The right rider on the right bike. Wait a second, wait a second. You are now coining your own isms? Yes. Yes, I am. This show has gone to hell so bad over the last couple years. I've said that so many times. I know. I will give you Kenism. You have been saying that since we started the show. (laughs) Yeah. 
And and I will and say not that on purpose either. No, no, nobody was talking about Richie Escalante till he got on that Kawasaki. Yeah, nobody. And, yeah, and he got on that Kawasaki, and it was like he was like reborn. It's a good fit. Yeah, it's a good fit. It, yeah. it, I think it's like it's one of those things you get like kind of the ideal fit, right? There's yeah. there's very few riders that I've seen that are as strong on multiple makes or manufacturers. Um, I, I can think like in, in MotoGP, it, it would have been Casey Stoner, right? He was the guy that could hop off the Honda and get on the Ducati and win, right? Yep. And vice versa, right? Um, you know, I, I, we don't know about Mark Marquez yet because nope. he's so dominant on the Honda, but, you know, who knows? But, you know, other than that, there's really only a handful of riders who can really do that and be, you know, as equally competitive on different manufactured bikes because they all have a very, very different personality. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and, and Richie Escalante wouldn't be in that group because it wasn't until he got on the Kawasaki that he was demonstrably stepped up to the, to, yeah. to the top of the class, right? Yep. And he's riding so, like, and he's riding like he believes in himself to be there, which yeah, it will means never, he's going to be hard to will, beat. Yeah, and we'll never know that about Cam Bouvier because there's no way he's coming off a of Yamaha as long as he lives. As long as Yamaha's still in business. Yeah, as long as Yamaha's still yeah. in business, he's not going anywhere unless unless he gets a ride in World Superbike or something. And you know, do you think he goes? Gonna, I don't. I, I don't, I don't think, he I think he does. I think, I think I think I think he, I think he'd be a fool to turn down. I don't think he'll get the offer, but if he does, he has to he, go. Money. Uh, he has to. And, and, yeah, and the money's too good. Money money's and desire good. to be over there. Yeah, money and it's part it's part of your legacy and I'm sure he wants another shot after you know his you know com- somewhat disappointing time that he you know was over there before <laughs> so I think he I think he goes you you can't turn the money down Phil I mean yeah, I I I hope he, he goes I mean if he gets the offer I hope he goes I hope he goes yeah. that for a couple of reasons one then it opens up the superbike class here which is always good for me right mm-hmm. and two mm-hmm. it puts a credible guy on a bike over overseas, and hopefully, maybe with the increased racing and some of the guys from overseas coming here to seeing that we're not pushovers, maybe he, he can get a decent bike. I would hope that Cam Boubier would get a good bike if he is offered a ride. Yeah, and I mean you've got you've got a guy who joined the series that was the the uh, you know the, the BSB Moto Two champion from last year in Almeida, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so and you yeah. got the guy from and the Moto BSB be... Moto Three champion was uh, was Posh was Posh. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And the, yep. and we also got the uh, guy from the I can't think of Zeminski. What's his Zanetti? Yeah. But he didn't Zanetti. race. So I, he didn't race he this got, weekend. No, he got. I don't. I don't know because he got offered. Uh, what's his name? Seat Liberty seat. Oh, I hadn't heard yeah. that. Yeah, that happened no, he's just after back. that came. He, I don't see him. He's coming not back. coming back. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. So, anyways. That was mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, uh, to finish out the year on that. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, I, yeah. So, well, let's get into Superbike, right? Superbike was, I mean, it was the yeah. Cambubier show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Tony it, yeah, got it was Tony got on the podium on race one. So yeah, he's didn't do quite as well in race two, but at least he's now got on the podium again. I just don't yeah. think the Suzuki competes with the no Yamahas. I just don't think it can. It's just just such a weird story to be telling, right? Because we don't see that anywhere else, right? Except in in um, you know Moto America Superbike class, yeah. Yamaha's have just not been having a good year. 
pretty much. Yeah, any place else. A- a- anywhere. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, they they have they have good qualifying. We we saw that last weekend, right? And yep. In MotoGP, and we know what that works out into, right? Yeah, that Not is much. qualifying means nothing. Yeah, it means right? nothing. It's like so. testing during the off season. Don't believe it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So Boubier kind of, you know, I mean, he went out there and he dominated, which we all kind of expected. Uh, I was glad to see Skoltz and uh, and Gagne battling a little bit, but mm-hmm. you know, right now Yamaha's just just those, destroying those, those the are the three guys. Yeah. You know, those are the three um, guys, and I don't, I don't Bobby, see that changing. Bobby can get a little bit out of that, but he, if he gets a bad start, he, he can't catch him. Yeah, I don't see that changing. Um, I think you got to have a bunch of Yamahas and a couple guys sprinkled in when Yamahas go down. Yeah, and other than that, I don't yeah. see that changing. I mean, there's nothing, uh, and it sucks because this would be a great year for them to have really good racing on the top, and they're just yeah. getting dominated by one guy, and. Yep. Uh, that's that's uh you know I mean it's good for Cam I, I don't I don't have any hatred towards Cam Boubier no right no uh, he's doing no, what he, he needs he, to do yeah exactly he's out there on the bike and he's turning laps and he's doing yep. them the best he can it's just that mm-hmm. much better than everybody else <laughs> uh you know yeah. and unfortunately that and that's one of the reasons I'd love to see him get offered a ride I'm sure people at Motor America and American race fans are like shut up stupid but you know at the end of the day it'd be best if he moved on. And new blood could come up. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, I, I I can't disagree with that. And I also think that you know um, Gerloff's not having a terrible time. No, girl. So. You know, I'm gonna sound like a jerk. Uh, oh, you said Gerloff. I, I was thinking Gagne. I'm sorry. No, I'm thinking Gerloff. Yeah. You know, Gerloff has done I think better than a lot of people thought he would do. Definitely better than I thought he would do. I'm not gonna even yeah. pull punches on that. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I think that helps. I think that helps uh, people in the Moto America series and, get a second look. And I think Joey Roberts, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel bad because we've been rough on Joey Roberts, and even when he took the ride, we were like, oh, great, he's going to go over there to run 18th. That doesn't help us, and he surprised us a couple times. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, I think Americans hopefully will get better looks, and I'm hoping with the exposure that Moto America is getting overseas – during the pandemic and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that brings overseas sponsorship money and stuff to the to the to the teams. I hope so. Yeah, right. I, yeah. You know, I, I'm sure they won't like it, but I, I don't really care if it brings sponsorship money to the series. Right now, I think the teams need a lot of help and don't money. Yeah, you know, don't you think it's kind of strange? You know, you talk about overseas money, and don't you think it's kind of strange that Yamaha pulls out its support? For uh, you know, a factory team in Moto America, and a Yamaha is the most uh, dominating bike right now. It's weird, but you know, it's, it's but very to strange. me, to me, yeah. and I know people poo poo me on this, but to me, it's that it's the same guy on the same bike. And you don't have a lot of guys on the same bike, and it was a good bike before they pulled out. And I think they just have more data and more same guy, same bike. Right, it's yeah, a new but, bike but, for Fong. But, it's a new but, bike but for Gurla, uh, Gagne. Yeah, yeah, but but that's that's the thing. I mean, the Suzuki was much more competitive last in year. past seasons. Like just last year, just last year, yeah, yeah. But like so, I said, I, I, I mean, just don't think the data how, how 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 did Yamaha improve so much? Well, all right, and, two, two things. One, I I, I, I I'm 
I swear, and I'm sure somebody will say, oh, well, so-and-so, but I'm, I, I, I swear to me it looks like Suzuki didn't turn over the amount of data that Yamaha did to the teams that took over being the, the team. Or, I don't think, or, yeah. I don't or, think Suzuki, or, yeah, I don't think, Yamaha's, go ahead. I don't think M4 got nowhere near the data that attack performance did. And then here's the other thing, right? Attack performance was building, dam- has been building damn good bikes yes, since Aaron. Yep. Yeah. They've been building competitive bikes. And now all of a sudden yeah. you're giving attack performance Yamaha the, the championship winning bike. And these guys are, have already figured out stuff. So I, I think it's just a, a, you know, a combination of the two. Um, so yeah, yeah. Right. I, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of that information stays with the team, the data they collect at the different tracks and stuff, but you know, who knows? Who knows? I, I don't I don't know, but it, it just seems like it's a big difference, right? Much bigger than you would expect. Yeah. All right. So why don't we pop in well, that commercial before we oh. do, before we go into commercial? Uh, congratulate Josh Heron for getting a uh, married again. Get married on two weeks ago or a week ago, and then he got divorced this past weekend. <laughs> His bike said, hell no, and divorced him right <laughs> yeah, on the track. He, I mean, he got divorced I, I, on the track. I thought he was getting can, married I for re- third things. I totally respect that. We know, Ken. <laughs> we know. Yes. Motor America is the official AMA road racing series for the U.S., led by 190-plus mile-an-hour superbikes. Don't miss the best racing, biggest TV ratings, and fastest-growing racing on two wheels. Did you know Motor America offers over $1 million in superbike purse? The viewership has exceeded $5 million already this year, and it airs around the world on networks like Eurosport Live, showing racing to over 50 countries around the world, Fox Sports Asia, and Star Sports China, with live racing in 16 countries in Asia. Round 7 will be with fans at Barber Motorsports Park September 18th through 20th. You can get tickets and info at MotoAmerica.com for both. They'll be all-day racing with five classes, including Superbikes, Superstock, Stock 1000, Twins Cup, and Junior Cup. If you can't make it in person, there are several ways to watch. Moto America Live features all-day streaming starting Friday, Saturday, Sunday, plus video on demand. Live Hono Superbike races air on Fox Sports Saturday and Sunday. The Supersport class airs on MAV TV Saturday and Sunday. Then in the days after the race weekend, Moto America Rewind and Junior Cup will be on FS2. Plus, get the backstory and technology insights on Inside Moto America on NBCSN. For more info, check your local listings or head to MotoAmerica.com. All right, listen up, you mangy mutts. Your favorite guilty pleasure is now on iHeartRadio. Find us there by searching podcasts to the doghouse. That's D-A-W-G-H-O-U-S-E. Listen, follow, comment, and share, if you dare. Ah! Ah! You know, uh... What? We need, to, uh, we need to update that spot, Warren, because of Spotify. We still don't mention Spotify. Well, Ken, if you'd ever make it to the studio, you can do Spotify. But, yes, we're on Spotify uh, and mm-hmm. SoundCloud. If, and, uh, you know, the website's been sketchy. Uh, and Lord knows that the Internet gods are mad at us right now. Uh, so if you're having problems finding the show, it definitely always is by, like, 10 o'clock on Tuesdays on SoundCloud. You can just search for us there. Uh, and we put that link up on our Facebook if you have all of a sudden run into, like, man, it's not when it should be out and stuff. Uh, because the and you can get to it from my website, I just want to ride.com, on the two wheel ra- radio link. 
Yeah, shameless plug there, Warren, but I respect it. All right, uh, MotoGP, Ken, you want to do your news or you want to talk racing? Yeah, let me talk about the one piece of news came out. So so after the, the, the race in Misano this past weekend, they had a test they had a test session. So they did testing at Misano and one of the things that they were testing in there, they've kept kind of quiet, is a new rider communication system that they put in. Mm-hmm. And this actually allows the the, the um, Moto I'm sorry, the Moto G P officials to actually speak to the riders on the track. So they can give them warnings about, uh, you know, hazards on the track, um, as you know, as well as other things. But this would be communication from, uh, specifically from the uh, track, from the track from the officials. officials, right? I don't like that. Yeah. Well, hold on, I'm not done yet. Okay. Okay. This was a test just for that. That's what the first phase of it. The next phase, and that's single direction, right? They call it unidirectional, right? Mm-hmm. So only the the officials can do that. It only goes one way. But they're, go- they're going to make it two-way in the future if this test goes the way they anticipate it will, which would allow the, uh, kind of like in Formula One, where the crews can talk to their riders and the riders can talk back. And I like that, and I wish they, I wish, in my opinion, it should have been done a long time ago. But I, you I don't like, like it, Bill, so I, well. I like, two, I like two-way communications. I don't like, I don't like that it's the officials talking to the riders. Well, that's, that's what, what the I feel like any message that comes from the officials should come through the team first, right? Because, well, well, you know, like an official, an official's I, I, a jerk. Yeah, I don't think it's what I, I think initially they're, they're testing to let the riders know about a potential hazard that's on the track, like, you know, like a yellow flag or something like that. Or No, uh, that or, would be you exceeded, like, they'd come on and be like, exceed track limits, ride through penalty, or long lap, right? They're not going to tell you. Yellow no, flags are I, not going to tell you. You, you, gotta go, you, have to, you have to read the article. It doesn't sound like it. They actually talked about specifically what they're doing, and they have a couple riders who are testing it right now, or Ibizano tested it, um, and it was specifically talking to them about potential hazards on the track like that, not about warnings about, Infractions that would come that would still be posted through to your display. They already have that, right? If you get a ride-through penalty or you're black flagged or something like that, that comes through their display, and they see that on the console in front of them on the bike. Well, okay, so they can already tell them that, right? If they've got an infraction on their display. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. You know, I still like corner workers. I mean, I get. I get that. You know, I get that. Uh, you know, maybe pointing out something, but you know, I mean, to me, some of that is a reaction to what happened a couple of weeks ago with the Rossi Vignales almost getting creamed by the bikes. But in the same well, aspect, communications wouldn't have helped that. Com- at all. Right, communication doesn't help that. Uh, you no. know, uh, Ken and I both are very friendly with a uh, with a race spotter uh, who passed away a couple of years ago. Or I'd bring him in to talk mm-hmm. about this. Uh, mm-hmm. Who won five rings in Indianapolis? Right, he's got five Indy championships. Right, you know, in the in the IndyCar division, it was no joke, you know. And I talked to him one time, and he's like, "You." I asked him, I was like, "Could I be a spotter?" He's like, "No." He's like, "You're the wrong person, wrong type of voice, wrong this." You know, I mean, it, you want somebody that's calm, somebody that's not going to come in to your ear when and, you know. When I've talked to, you know, there's been going on in car racing for a long time. When you talk to car mm-hmm. race drivers, you know, uh, guys like Tommy Milner, 
uh, Ryan Ellis, guys that are well, the NASCAR spent, guys too, and the uh, the net. Well, Ryan Ellis is a NASCAR guy, uh, and some of the other guys that I've gotten a lot of time to spend a lot of time talking to. You know, they always say, you know, a good spotter knows when and when not to chime in too, right? Like yeah. sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to know this is not the right time that you know I can say what he needs to know, or that hey, I'll, I'll say this when he's on a straightaway and he's clear, and that's why I don't like the officials being involved in that part, the communication. But I think, I think the officials will only be involved when there's a warning to be given about a situation on the track. Okay, they said that they're going to, if the tests that they're doing right now come out the way they anticipate, that their, their next phase would be to add dual, you know, dual direction, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with so the, dual direction. Right, right, and then to allow the actual teams to be able to communicate with the riders. I like that because pit boards basically is a hundred year old technology. Basically, it goes back as long and as racing. That's the only reason existed. I like that. <laughs> that's literally the only yeah. reason I like that is because it's old school. And one of the things that's cool, and you know, Ken and I have been through this where we've been out at an event and we're like, "Hey, uh, you know, we're gonna watch the motorcycle racing here." We were at a bar one time, and turned on the motorcycle racing, and you know, people are like, "What are those things going over the wall?" We're like, "That's the thing. That's their pit." You know, that's their communications. They're like, there's mm-hmm. no way that guy reads that at 190 miles an hour go by. And, and so it was a conversation starter, right? And it's always yeah. something that people will watch. It's, it's an yeah, intriguing yeah. fact to people. So I hope that doesn't go away. I, I like the idea of the team. And, you know, in every other professional race series that has two-way communications, even when a yellow or a track warning comes out, it all comes through the team. The series never interrupts that signal, right? right. And I think I think – you know, now I believe in some series, the team, the um, officials can communicate directly with the spotters, right, yeah. or the pit crew guy, and I always feel like that's the way it should come. Right? Yeah, and, and I you know one and voice, I, and, and, one. And, and, yes, and I, I don't think that ultimately that's what their goal is. Right, their goal is for the communication this to be a tool where the teams can communicate. But as they're evaluating it. I didn't. I think that they they wanted to evaluate it first to see if this is going to be useful information for the riders, right? To get to know about whether or not there was something ahead on the track. Because by the time they see somebody waving a flag, especially when you think about something uh, that has occurred recently. Now, granted, in the in the Moto you know, Two the, a couple in, weeks ago, and yeah, that it. it Sometimes the things are, you, you know, you can't communicate fast enough to make a difference. Yeah, See, and, these guys right, are going. Yeah. But if it, but you could, if that was a half a lap ahead of you, right, be warned about that. So I think this is, a, they're doing an evaluation. Um, you know, they chose certain riders to be able to evaluate that. And then they'll look at it afterwards. They think, yes, this is useful. Wish I could talk the other way. They're looking at adding the ability to communicate in both directions. And I think ultimately this will only be like, you know, like we see in NASCAR or IndyCar where you have a single voice that's communicating, uh, you know, to the, to the, uh, to the rider. Um, but the whole crew can hear the, the rider's comments and stuff. And, and there's no way for a rider right now to communicate anything. Like, you know, no. if I'm gonna, having a problem with a tire or something like that, yeah, you know, I, I mean, you're I right. Think, you're right. And there's yeah. no way for them to say, like, hey, I'm going to come in and switch bikes or, hey, I'm having a problem, have this ready or I need a tire or yeah, something yeah. like that, you know. And, 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 and you're right. 
and I, and I truly, I truly am a fan of the two-way communications. I'm even a fan of one-way communication where it's just one way or the other, but mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of it. The communication coming from the series. I think no, there's, and I don't. And I, you I don't know, think I, that, I, one thing yeah, that I, 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 I'm with you, Phil. I'm 100 percent with yeah. you. I don't think in the long run that's what they're planning. This is an evaluation thing, but it says specifically in the article that the goal is to provide two-way communication between the teams and the riders. Okay, and I think that's a great step in the right direction. I'm glad to hear it. I hope they go the route of something like a spotter because I think spotters are incredibly valuable. Oh yeah, and. And I would love to see something like that. Plus, the other thing, too, is right now as it stands, if they need to change the mapping on the bike, they only can get the instruction to change the mapping on the bike when they pass their pit board, which means once a lap, right? I thought they get a thing on the – I thought they get a dashboard light in MotoGP now. Uh, I, I don't know. I believe do they? they do. I think they do. I believe they did. I'm okay. positive about it, but I think they did. So, but, yeah, I, I'm with you. Listen, I, I'm, I'm all for communications. I mean, you know, I know sometimes motorcycle racers make it out to be like we're the only team sport that it's one guy. You know, like it's a team, but when you're out there, you're all out there by yourself. And, I mean, that's cool too, but I, I, I feel like, you know, spotters and communications with your crew chief and stuff, you know, even just to make your bike re- better – you know, during, during, uh, you know, to give you that real time data back and forth and to do the warnings and stuff. I, I have no problems. I'm, I'm just not, yeah. a, just not a okay. fan of the. Uh, okay. All right, let's no, get no, into no, Moto no. 2. Yep. What, Warren? Yeah. No, no, yeah. I said, let's, let's move on. You, okay. I was going I'm, to say that, whereas you started to say it. So. And so, first off, we got the bribe, the, the alleged bribe that uh, somebody paid a doctor off so that uh, Jorge Martin was not going to be racing. <laughs> yep. Uh, and he came down with well, he tested positive for COVID. I mean that, and what we've learned in America with the race series and the football and baseball is it doesn't actually mean anything, right? Like you can test positive one day and have a real test the next day and test negative, and then get do your fake test again and be positive. Um, so it doesn't actually mean anything. Uh, but and, it did I'm, mean he oh, didn't I, get to race. It meant he it meant he didn't get to race, and yeah, yeah so. Um, uh, how, how, that effectively has significantly impacted the series, I think. I believe um, it has. Yeah. So, um, but um, not as much as Ken's picks impact the series, but that's a different story. <laughs> Ken's picks just impact Ken. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it <laughs> no, pretty much. No, 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 you're wrong. It affects the rider when I pick him. Yeah, that's, that's actually true. You do affect the <laughs> yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, so Marini came out and did what he needed to do, right? He jumped out there and he took the lead and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he sat on it. And that was, I mean, as far as good timing, this was right, right? Yeah. The, the, the number one rival is on the sidelines and you go up there and you score the 25, which is what you need to do to get done. It went by eight tenths. Yeah. That's all we needed. That was eight tenths enough, right? I thought yep. it was a good race. I I enjoyed it. I thought it, it it was it was a pretty good race. I was um, I was thrilled that I actually picked some guy from the from uh the the Netherlands that did not finish in twenty second place. So I, I was kind of <laughs> proud of you about that myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, but I I thought you know the top three guys were all right on top of each other. That was a great race for second until Bassanini, you know, ran really wide on that one yeah, turn. And, pretty much. Yeah, it was a good racing, and then it was over. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought, um, 
And I think I think the big winner in that race, believe it or not, was Sam Lowe's, who they did screw over by holding. They turned a long lap penalty, which should have been a long lap penalty had it happened earlier in the race, into a 13-second penalty. I mean, that's that's the same complaint I had about Zarco a couple of weeks ago. That is way too much of a penalty. Oh, am I the only one that talks uh, Okay, but why? But you know, again, why? Why is it so inconsistent with the way that they're holding the riders? Because it ought to be that as soon as the last rider goes Passes by, you. right? Hammer down. Start stop. Yeah, it should be hammered down. So I don't understand why they. In my opinion, they shouldn't be holding anybody. It should just be a simple rule. If you don't want to get penalized again, you wait till the last rider passes the start finish line, and then you can leave the the, the right. pits. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't under why is that? I, it's very inconsistent. I don't. It's, I don't understand. It's changed. It. I don't ever remember reading anything about that changing. But now they hold them there, and, and that yeah. bothers me because that probably cost Sam Lowe's two, mm, at least two places. Well, he he'd have been fifth. You gave him back thirteen seconds. He'd have been fifth. Well, two places. He finished seventh, right? No, he finished eighth. Eighth. Okay. Right. So yeah. So he'd have been he'd have been fifth. Right, cost him three places, um, and and that's just that's just crap. That you know, for something that wasn't that long of a penalty on the track when it happened, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm just not a I'm just not a big fan of that. Uh, but he did race his butt off and got back to eighth, which good for him, mm-hmm. and good for Dave Meath. Yeah, good for Dave Meath, right? <laughs> Great for Dave Meath. Where's he? That's the second week in a row he's pulled something out of his butt like that. Warren, yeah. dig up Dave Meath's butt and find out what's going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it must be he has time to watch because well, you know what you know what go- you want to you want to know what's going on up there. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, BMW I, I recall. No, no, I could tell you what's going on there. Warren's putting his picks in there. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, I don't think Dave weak. that was weak. That I don't was think weak. Dave would appreciate that, anyways. Um, but but uh, so, anyways, Moto Two, I thought was a pretty pretty solid race. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to MotoGP, which arguably was a was a really good race. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch for a change. Yeah, for a change. Um, you know, um, Morbidelli did get out finally at the end. Oh, congratulations to Morbidelli! Right, that's yeah, his first, first win. win. Right? Yep. So, uh, I mean, and there's a Yamaha. Right, we're talking about Yamahas. I'm going there, but they're not good on the fit, the scene. And but now all of a sudden, a Yamaha wins. Uh, I love this but, but, but different y- Yamaha. Y- <laughs> but wait a minute, Mizano is like tailor made for Yamaha. It's yeah, always been a good track for Yamaha. But I'm 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 really excited because we have a complete cluster beep of of uh, guys within striking distance of the championship. Yeah, four right? guys I think. Right, we four got guys nine were... guys within twenty three points. Yeah, the top nine guys are twenty three points. Um, yeah. And and, we've and you had don't a know week to week who's going to win. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I think this there, is becoming a very exciting. I mean, I'm sorry that Mark Marquez isn't there, but man, good thing for the yeah. sport. What what well, this weekend? Yeah, what surprised me the most was Dovey. I mean, yeah, he didn't have a great qualifying, but man, he just did not look comfortable on the bike, and it just didn't look good for him. I just figured he was going to race better. He didn't. Yet he still got the. Moved up to the lead of the overall championships. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And finishing races is important. <laughs> it is important. It is important. Ask Quateraro about that. Yeah. You know, right. Uh, we're not finishing bad. 
Very bad. Yeah. Um, but, yep. yeah, it's just been a really good season with not knowing who's going to win, all these different manufacturers taking a win. You know, I mean, I know there's going to be the people, well, they're only winning because Marquez is not there. Absolutely right. Not gonna, I can't argue that. Right? Until you yep. beat the guy when he's on the track, I'm not going to argue that. But here's what I'm going to say is in a, in a time when there ain't a lot of things on TV and people are struggling for stuff to watch, and you got a different race winner each week, and you got guys battling. You got guys that are battling that a year ago weren't even being mentioned in the top ten battling yeah. for the win. It is great for the sport. It is. It is. I agree. I agree with that. It makes it miserable for us in the pool, but it's great. It's great for the fans. <laughs> it's great for the pool. We're getting weird picks, mainly from Dave, <laughs> but we're getting weird yeah, right. picks, and people are out there taking a risk, and nobody, you know, somebody switched their pick. And I, I I can't remember the last time this happened. They switched their pick last minute from Quattro to Rossi. They switched to Rossi. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, you know what I mean? Ken posted a picture of him a couple weeks ago. He looks like he's 70. Yep. He, exactly. he is, isn't he? <laughs> if you cut him in half and count the rings, I think he is 70. Probably is. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's just a great race. And uh, luckily for us, they're going to be there next week. The same, yeah. Is it next week or two weeks? Next week. Next week. This week coming up. And Motor America's next week, too, as well. Yeah, yeah. this mm-hmm. week coming up, we have uh, Motor America at, uh, I wrote this all down, and now I can't find my paper. Well, while you're looking for that, I'm going to ask Ken a question. Barber, oh. At, at, at uh, Barber. Yes, Barber. Motor America, there we go. Motor America at Barber. Motocross will mm-hmm. be at Spring Creek, home of the Martins. Uh, yeah. World <laughs> Superbike, double weekends. If you're in the pool, it's a World Superbike and MotoGP weekend. So Catalonia for World Superbike. Uh, and Barber for Motor America, which it should be a great race. And yep. uh, two weeks away for the next AFT, American Flat Track being Dallas. Which means we'll get to weeks. see it around well, Christmas. Well, we'll probably see it around Christmas if it doesn't get preempted for some crappy show I don't watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, who was the biggest loser from this past weekend? In MotoGP. Yeah. In MotoGP. Warren. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Other than me, who is the biggest loser? Actually, one of the racers. Uh, well, I think probably for the standpoint of where he was moving up in the championship standings would have been Brad Bender. Wrong. Quartararo. Wrong. It's Rossi. Because he didn't get to win and dominate? No, because his two students have now passed him and are better than he is. I think that's a win for Rossi. Rossi is win for like, the rest. a win for the be... rest of his life, but for him yeah. as a racer... He's taught these guys so well that they're now you know better what? than he I is. Think, I think he takes pride in seeing those guys being fast, even though they're faster than him. He doesn't look upset about it. It's not like, damn, kids beat me. He's like, those are the guys I trained. They'd be slower than me if it wasn't for that. I think, unlike Casey Stoner, I think Rossi is a fan of racing. And Casey Stoner is just a fan of fast race times. A fast mm. laps. Right, I think Ro- when the you student, watch how excited Rossi is yeah, but the to go out and watch be, those the student Scott, has become VR forty six guys, he's watching those VR forty six guys, and you can see the pride in his eyes. I'm ready for him to move on and be the you know the 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 coach, the champion, the cheerleader uh, for VR forty six. He's got a he, he's already all that. Yeah, but he you know well he didn't what did he finish this week fifth. Yeah, fourth, so fifth. I guess he's still you know he's still capable. He's he can still get it done. You know, he probably would have won that race if it wasn't for the fast guys. He he can beat (laughs) he can beat (laughs) Vinales. I mean, he was only he can beat his teammate. He was less than three seconds from the lead, right? I mean, come on, anybody else would be happy to be battling for second, third, and fourth at the last lap. Anybody else? If it was any other rider, we'd be saying that was a good race. 
If he yeah. was three seconds just, behind Mark Marquez, I'd be agreeing with you. Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 Mark Marquez is this slow oh, guy who hey, doesn't race. Before anymore. we go out, I got to ask Ken one question. When yeah. you bought your Tesla car, Ken, did it come with a new car smell, or did it come with an Elon Musk? Oh God, really, Warren? Is that the best you got? Ken, I'm going to take us out. That, that I don't. I Please. have nothing for that. We'll yes. talk to you next week. <laughs>